welcome back to the Inclusive and Online Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Kate. And I'm Kayla. And together we're your hosts for the Inclusive and Online Podcast. On this month's episode, we're lacing up our sneakers, having a good stretch, and meeting up with some of our student athletes to discuss their experiences. Before we jump into today's topic, you may have noticed that we're back for season two with a new name, the Inclusive and Online Podcast. Along with the name change, you may recognize me as the production assistant from season one, but I am now joining this season as a co-host. I am hoping to bring a new perspective to the podcast as I am currently a student here at Oakland University. We're happy to have you as a more permanent fixture, Kayla. Now, without further ado, let's get going with today's topic, the student-athlete experience. We thought it was important to get some perspective on what it's like being a student-athlete. And I think oftentimes we think of top-tier programs in men's football and men's basketball, but those athletes only make up a sliver of the whole student-athlete population. Fortunately, we have two student-athletes on our online learning team, and they've agreed to be on the show today. Please welcome to the show our graduate assistants, Eddie Haral and Erisamakis. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Can you each introdu- uh, introduce yourselves briefly for our listeners? My name is Erisamakis. I'm a graduate student in the business analytics program here. I play on the baseball team at Oakland, and I am from Montreal, Canada. And I'm Eddie Harrell III. Um, I'm a graduate student here at Oakland University as well. Um, I'm in the Master of Public Administration program. Um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm I'm on the track and field team. I'm a mid-distance runner. Great. Thanks for being here to you both. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into our first question. So both of you have been both undergraduate student athletes and graduate student athletes. Have you found any differences between those two roles in respect to how your athletic responsibilities play a role in your academic experience? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just the difficulty level of the courses so far. It's been a a pretty big jump into the master's program. Um, So that's been the biggest thing along with having uh, a job this semester. I've never worked part-time while being at school. Uh, So taking on the job and the added hours to kind of take up my time as well as the increased level of difficulty class-wise has been uh, the biggest difference so far. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, You know, I've only been in the master's program for like, two or three weeks now. And I I can say that the biggest adjustment so far has been the amount of time that you really need to spend per week and per day, um, just reading over your material. Um, but I think undergrad prepared me well to make that jump. Um, it's not, it hasn't been much of a shock or much of a surprise. Um, I figured that that was gonna happen. And um, I have had um, work experience as an undergrad student here with ELIS. Um, so in terms of just planning my days out and working and doing um, practice and then schoolwork, it hasn't really been much of an adjustment, but there has been some sort of an adjustment, which is probably just just spending more time doing the work. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely like a balance. And as an undergraduate student, I can understand that it, it probably is a big jump to go to being a graduate student and then as well as being an athlete, which I don't have experience with. That sounds a little bit crazy, but I'm going to jump into the next question. Um, In what ways, if any, do you find your role as a student athlete impact the way that you interact with the campus community? And this can be with your courses or your instructors. I think that 
in part being an athlete, you kind of have your time divided. You're not really a full-time student in a way. So I don't think personally speaking, at least I've really interacted with the campus community as much as say a regular student might have or a student who doesn't, who isn't playing a sport, just that my spare time is devoted to my sport. So there's not much extra on top of whether that's meeting with teachers or kind of joining clubs and things like that, that I I might've liked to do if I wasn't playing a sport, but uh, due to the time commitment that I do have with my sport, it's something that I guess I'm I'm a bit missing out on in a way uh, in terms of my, my academic experience so far in college. Yeah. And I'll just piggyback off of that a little bit as well. Um, I've been at Oakland for three and a half years uh, at this point, and most of my friends have come through athletics. Um, I can't even say that I have too many friends who aren't on athletic teams, but and that's just because if I'm not in the classroom or if I'm not doing homework, then I'm around my teammates. And it's just easier just to create that bond. And um, I have had the privilege of creating good relationships with some professors. Um, and that's been it was a little hampered by the pandemic and with everything transitioning online and everything like that. But in terms of, um, you know, just trying to make um, relationships, build relationships with professors, um, especially the ones who are like criminal justice professors, which is what I graduated undergrad with. It was important to me to still try to build a relationship um, with these faculty members. Um, and then also working here for Elis, you you kind of get familiar with certain professors and talking to certain professors and, you know, they they ask you questions like, you know, just how are you doing? Um, so that's very rewarding for me as well. So there has definitely been relationships built um, so far here on campus and everything. So, yeah, it's interesting you you point that out and just there's almost you feel a disconnect from, you know, a lot of the, the campus community. Uh, I've taken some time this academic year to learn more about you know athletics and the structure of it because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about you know being a student athlete like you get all this stuff you get this or, or that and it's just like well you know there's a price to that as well and that you know as Eris was saying your spare time is really devoted to your sport and you're around your teammates you have a lot of time to kind of build community within that right there but the way that extends externally to the rest of the campus community you know that was a, a surprise to me you know, hearing that, especially since it's something, you know, athletics is something that brings recognition to the university that brings, you know, publicity and, you know, oftentimes brings people to campus, uh, you know, to interact or, you know, with the student athletes too. So I, I just think that's an interesting thing to say that it's, you know, you're somewhat disconnected from that in, in many ways because you're focused on your athletic obligations. So speaking of, you know, your athletic obligations, just give us a sense on how much time per week you typically devote to those athletic obligations and just the differences between those obligations in season and out of season. Yeah. So the NCAA kind of regulates what we can do in season and out of season. So I can speak for baseball in the fall. We have six weeks where uh, you have 20 countable hours of that you can devote to athletics specifically where you are doing either something in the weight room at the field or anything related to the sport. Uh, that transitions into the off season, which is from about November to the end of January, where we have only eight countable hours that we are allowed to be involved in any sort of athletic activity. And then the baseball season starts in mid-February. And once that starts until, and that goes until the end of May, the majority of your time is spent either traveling at the field, in the hotel rooms, just kind of 
it goes by very quickly once mid-February hits because your time is essentially entirely devoted to baseball or to, to my sport. And then uh, you just try and find time in between for, for school and for work and things like that. Yeah. So the unique thing about um, me is that I'm a mid-distance runner. I really don't have an off-season um, because in the fall, I'm with the cross-country guys. I'm just getting a lot of miles in and, you know, just really building up a base. So I'm with them all fall um, doing workouts and whatnot with them. And that's six days a week. And then our first indoor meet is the uh, the last week of December. And indoor season goes all the way through late February. And then right from February, we go to outdoor season. So I'm in season. I like to think that I'm in season. Um all year around. Um, and it's, it's, it's just something that I've gotten used to. Um, just six days a week is um, the commitment level, um, multiple hours. And even when you're not in the practice setting, you still have to do things that are important to your sport, such as taking the time to go to the training room. So these things aren't really like 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 he was explaining, we the NCAA does have maximum hours that we can use per week, but there's also things that we have to do outside of practice. It's not just, you know, go to practice and then be done. It's go to practice, maybe go to the weight room. Maybe it's go to the training room and sit in the hot tub or the cold tub or have your trainer stretch you out. Um, it's about taking time to cook the right things um, on a nutrition level. It's about getting the proper amount of sleep. So it's, it's, it's things like that that go into it. It's more than just, you know, clocking into practice, clocking out, and then going along with, your, with, the, rest, with the rest of your day. So it's really like a, you know, you have to be on it 24-7. Um, at least that's how I like to approach it because, um, you know, you don't want an injury. You don't, you want, to be, you don't want to be fatigued at practice. Um, you want to make sure you're eating the right things, like I was saying. So it's, it's really a lot that goes into it on a daily basis yeah i'm glad you mentioned that too because it's we talk you're you're here as a student athlete and there's nutrition there's you know you know the physical aspect of it that's nonstop. that's you know around the clock and it's something that we emphasize you know with the general student population as well and that you know in many cases it's heightened for student athletes because you do have to you know be more mindful or maybe you should be more mindful your coaches want to be more mindful of what you are putting in your body and you know as a you know, a guy here, you know, I've got a family of four. I know what it's like to meal prep, to think about that, to put the time into cooking it too. So, and all that's in addition to the obligations you have as, as a student. So, uh, Eris, did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to say that that's a really good point that Eddie makes. The whole accountable like, hours thing I was mentioning, that's the bare minimum. Like you're expected to be ready for practice, say at one o'clock. That requires you to be there at least typically 45 minutes beforehand, doing what you need, getting warmed up, getting stretched out, staying afterwards uh, to recover and do all the things necessary, go to the training room, like Eddie says. So even though there's the countable hours, like Eddie said, it, it, it really is constantly on your mind. And it's something that you're just always thinking about. And uh, it really is, it's more of a, it's, it's a lifestyle that you kind of debark on when you, you go down the student athlete route. That's honestly very enlightening for me because those are things that make complete sense now that you both are saying it, but it's just not something that really occurred to me as something that you'd need to be keeping in mind. So let's go back a little bit to talking about um, being on the road for competitions. So what are some of the biggest challenges that um, 
you all face when you're on the road for competitions? Time is the biggest one. Um, you can travel and typically we do do get buses with Wi-Fi on them. So that helps. So the time you spend traveling can sometimes be devoted to doing schoolwork, but um, finding time, I mean, once, at least for speaking for baseball, you typically play three games in a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're at the field for maybe five, six hours on each day. You get food before and after with your team and then you're tired, but you kind of have the obligation to do school, to do work. And it's just, it's a matter of finding balance and and just, it's my fifth year now. I've kind of gotten used to it, but I do see a learning curve for the younger guys, just really hitting a wall at one point in the season where it's just really tiring for them and mentally more so than physically. Obviously the physical aspect takes a part, but it's just a lot to 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 keep track of throughout uh, throughout the season, especially while you're on the road. Yeah, I agree. The 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 biggest thing would be time. Um, luckily, within with with track and field, is that uh, most of our competition are or is on Friday or Saturdays, and we usually will leave if we're competing on a Saturday, and we have to go far. Then we usually leave on like Thursday afternoon or Friday, depending on how far away it is. Um, sometimes we leave the we make an up and back trip the day of like for example tomorrow we're running at um Saginaw Valley leaving at 12:45 racing um and getting back on um Friday night so it's it's not that for days like tomorrow it's really not that bad um you can get up and do some work before you head out um but for the longer trips there is definitely time and um for me personally, is it's a little difficult to do homework on the road because I already have the anxiety of competition and then just the added anxiety of schoolwork too. It's just like, I really just try to get my schoolwork done before traveling even happens. That way I just don't even have to worry about it. Um, Cause you know, we have a lot of deadlines and assignments due on Sunday nights. Well, we're competing over the weekends. So we try to get those assignments done. That way you don't have to worry about running a race. If then, okay, I have to write an essay, you know? So it's, it's just about like just time management and just getting that together. And it's 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 different for everybody because I know a lot of my teammates like to do work on the road because it may take their mind off the competition, um, for example. But for me personally, I just found out that I like I like it better to just have, try to get all my stuff done before we even leave out. And that way I just don't even have to worry about it. I can just put my full attention on the athletics. I can't imagine trying to do homework and academic work while on the road. You're in, you're always in the most comfortable of conditions. I mean, like say you may be in a bus or in a van or in a hotel or everybody's crashing, you know, the Wi-Fi. I mean, Aris, do you have any comments you want to add to what it's like? Cause I mean, you've been doing this for a bit longer and you've probably seen some interesting things in your travels. Yeah, yeah. And I spent two years in junior college prior to to my time at Oakland. So that's a whole other story in terms of the uh, the interesting places you stay in small town Nebraska um, when, when you're on the road. So there's uh, the hotel lobby is a place where you'll find a lot of athletes. Oftentimes uh, you can tell if there's a school there by just kind of walking through there and seeing 15 kids with their computers out. Um, and like Eddie said, the biggest thing of being a student athlete is time management and finding what works best for you, finding what you like to do when you like to study, uh, if you like to study on the road or not, um, and really figuring out 
how you operate best so that you can both perform well as a student and as an athlete because you're here for both really and it's important to be able to to get both done at, at a high level um and when you are choosing your courses to register for how big of a factor is course modality when deciding which courses you would like to take it factors in i think the bigger factor at least for me and for our team is the time when you can take your classes we kind of block off a time generally from about one to six where you can't really take classes ideally in a perfect world most of the kids on my team most of my teammates would prefer an online course just because it makes things easier on the road especially in season um but really the first thing you look at is the time of the course and then if you have an option between two courses at an appropriate time then you tend to take an online one just because it's tough missing lectures and and getting behind that way if you can uh get ahead of things in an online course it tends to be a bit easier to get ahead in an online course compared to a course that uh meets face to face so with that i mean have you seen a difference between undergraduate and graduate because graduate usually has more rigid scheduling and that the courses are on certain you know nights and certain times just a little bit about your experience with that yeah, so far, my only graduate courses have been, I've had six graduate courses and they're all night classes. Fortunately, I think two of them so far have been, uh, one of them has been entirely online and one of them has been, you have an option to go virtually or in person, but the other four are in person. Uh, and there are a few other ones, like we have a few other uh, kids on our team in grad programs who have classes a bit earlier, but still it's like 4.30, so they might have to leave practice a bit early to get to, to school, but I'm, I'm not aware, at least of anyone who takes uh, grad school classes during the day. So it tends to be at night after practice, after work type of thing. Yeah, and I'll say, luckily, we have very good athletic advisors um, who, who really work closely with us and they work closely with our coaches. Um, our coaches, far in advance of uh, next year, will give us times that we're practicing, or at least they try to give us times that we're going to be practicing. Um, so that way, when it comes time for fall we know that we can't we can't schedule a class at this time because we have practice at this time and our coaches work really closely with the advisors and our advisors work really closely with us um they're so good at their job and helping us um make decisions between classes um in terms of the type of class i prefer in person class um but since the pandemic is it's, it's been really tough to get an in-person class and have an in-person class that doesn't meet um, when I have practice. So I had to resort to a lot of online classes, which have been fine, but um, I'm definitely like an in-person kind of learner. Um, but I have had some difficulty with getting these in-person classes trying to do it around practice times um, or even if we don't have practice times like I had an option of a class to, to take this fall or to take this um, winter but it was on a Friday well it didn't conflict with practice but I knew that I was going to be competing on some Fridays and I just didn't it's, it's my first semester of grad school I didn't want to be missing classes so it's, it's definitely um little less than ideal but again the advisors work really closely with us and they'll get you taken care of um and you'll be good to go i'd imagine it's different vastly different based on the program that you're in as well because i know at least with with my graduate school um classes and 
you know, I was not a student athlete, so I don't have that aspect, but there were so many things that required me to have like a clinical component where I have to be in person there and being able to schedule around that. I can imagine that being so challenging. Yeah. I can't imagine having to work around that either, especially, you know, some of those more hands-on, you know, type programs and, you know, potentially to dissuade people from going, you know, that route academically because of the conflicts and just because, you know, it, it removes some barriers there too. I'm kind of curious in thinking about, you know, within your courses as graduates and undergraduates about the course content, like assignments, quizzes, you know, that kind of thing. What would you consider to be some of the unique challenges that you face as a student athlete in your courses? I think the biggest thing is something that both Eddie and I touched on earlier, which is just the, the time aspect. Finding time and learning how to manage your time well is something that you kind of have to figure out very quickly on uh, as a student athlete. It's something that is is really vital to you staying on the team, staying in the program. There are regulations as to like what you need to get academically to stay eligible um, and just figuring out getting your work done as soon as you can, getting it done as early as possible um, is, is a big one. And just like I mentioned earlier, understanding how you work, figuring out what works best for you in order to, to be able to, to, to get all your work done on time. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it right there. It's just the time. Hasn't been really anything else unique. I think a lot of professors and faculty are very understanding of our situations, um, which I do appreciate. Uh, but in terms of things unique, there's, there's not really many that I could think of just besides we might have to miss class. Um, and it's not by choice. The course is still the course in the end. It's the same course for every student. It's just a matter of finding the time to work around your sport, uh, and get things done maybe a bit quicker, less time for, for procrastination. And you just got to be a bit, a bit more efficient, maybe in, in managing your time and making sure you stay on top of everything and not falling behind. That's the biggest thing too, not falling behind. Cause once you're behind, with your sport, then it just, it's a snowball effect. And it's, it's great to hear that you've been able to, you've had faculty who are so willing to work with you on everything. Um, and, and kind of going off that, you know, what is kind of the main, one main thing that you'd want faculty to consider when working with student athletes in their courses? Like Eddie mentioned, I think we don't want to miss class. Like it's not, we, we are obligated to miss class for our sport. Um, and, and the teachers at Oakland have been great with understanding that um, and uh, allowing, giving us time and kind of working around our schedule uh, to allow us to, to catch up when needed or to take a test in advance or afterwards. Um, and they've been, they've been really great at, at understanding that. But I think the biggest thing is that we don't want to miss class. Ideally, we would never have to miss class. It's just something that comes with the sport and comes with being a student athlete. Uh, and it's an unfortunate part of it. But it's just uh, it's just the, the way it is. And um, it's something that they've been, been really great here uh, at uh, dealing with. Yep, I, I haven't had any um, bad interactions or anything with any sort of faculty or anything like that because I am a student athlete. Um, I think just just being able to explain yourself to, to a professor just really goes a long way. And then, you know, at the beginning of every semester, we get these travel letters that we have to, that is it's on us as the athlete to give to our professors that says, okay, we're going to be competition this day, this day, this day, and this day. And this is, these are excused through Oakland and please give this student any opportunity or time to make up a quiz or assignment or anything like that. So it is on us as 
athletes to communicate these things to professors because how would they know that I'm on the track and field team unless maybe my Moodle profile picture um, displays that, you know? So it's, it's just important to communicate. And like I said, most of the time they, they are really understanding that what we go through on a daily basis. And it, it's not even about just competition, but I've even had to go to a professor when I say like, hey, like my mental health what hasn't been great the past couple of days. Can I have 24 more hours to get this assignment done? You know, usually they're so accommodating. And that's the part that I love about Oakland is that they listen. The the faculty here listen, the 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 advisors listen, your coaches will listen to you. People will listen to you if you take the time to explain yourself. And and that's been the most um, moving part for me. It's a great point that Eddie makes about the onus being on the athlete initially and communicating. For the baseball team, we're told as a team to introduce ourselves to our professors in our first class, let them know we play a sport, uh, let them know that there might be time conflict issues. We have them sign, like Eddie said, timesheets or letting them know what dates we're going to be missing and just getting to know them and letting them know that we're in this position at the start of the semester. So that eight weeks in when we say that, sorry, I got caught up with my sport, it's not, uh, they're not shocked by it. And they will be more, far more accommodating if we communicate it to them early than if we were to just let them know later on in the semester that we missed something because of our sport. And do you guys have any final thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners that are unique to your experiences as a student athlete? I'm not sure. I think the biggest thing I, I kind of want to get across maybe is that it's a choice to be a student athlete. I hope that, you know, I didn't come across as kind of complaining in any way about the the time commitments necessary for it. We love doing it. I've met my best friends playing a sport here at Oakland. I've had the best experiences of my life playing here at Oakland. It's it's so rewarding being an athlete and it does come with um, a, some stress and it does come with, you know, having to manage your time um, in a, you know, a bit more of an efficient way, but it's something that I, I wouldn't trade for the world. I'm so grateful for my time here being a student athlete at Oakland. It's been a, a really, really great experience. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, going back, Three and a half years ago, I didn't really know what being a student athlete meant. Um, it was a little different in high school because everything was structured for you. Um, but, you know, me coming from out of state, not really knowing what to expect um, to the point where I'm at now, going back, I just wouldn't do anything differently. I enjoy being a student athlete. Um, I enjoy it almost like forces me to have um, a schedule. It keeps me on track because um, I know that I have this competition later. I have to do, I have to get this assignment done. I have to get this assignment done. And there's just no other way around it. Um, Or you fail and then you're ineligible. And then you're you're really just a student. And that's not by choice. Um, So if if somebody does have the opportunity to become a student athlete, I say go for it. And whether it's here or anywhere else, make sure you're going to a place that you think is best for you because everybody here is here for you. The faculty is not here to teach themselves. They're te- they're here to teach you. And it's just a super rewarding experience, whether that's on the track or off the track. That's great, guys. You know, if you know, thank you both for being here today. I have, you know, spoken to some of your teammates and coaches, and you know, none of them have a, a bad thought to say about either of you. You're both, you know, highly regarded among your teammates. Uh, as well, and not just those teammates, but you know your teammates right here in the online learning department too. So, 
this has you know been eye opening for us to learn a little bit more about that experience. I know that we've chatted informally, and I really hope this information you know gets out to our faculty, gets out to people to hear your stories and you know understand a little bit more about what goes into being a student athlete for your institution. So thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me too. We'd like to thank Eddie and Eris for joining us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We value your feedback and your ratings and reviews will help others discover our show. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Inclusive Online Pod. And if you'd like to get in touch with us with your ideas, feedback, or request to collaborate, you can send us an email at inclusiveonlinepod at gmail.com. Until then, we hope you feel included.